Ahoy adventurers, and welcome aboard. I'll be your captain, Ace Diceman. With me is my first mate, Mr. Cooper. And joining us today is our special guest, the cabin boy wonderful, Mr. Wallace. Join us as we set Hello, join everyone. us as we set sail for adventure into the wonderful world of RPGs, tabletop games, and beyond. Now let us spin you an epic tale. Today we are in the middle of the sea aboard the Siren Song. Mr. Cooper, would you care to roll the old D20 there to find out what today's topic will be? Sure thing, Captain. Not going to believe this. The, uh, the die has landed on the side, so it doesn't appear to be showing any numbers. It seems like... Uh, no numbers, you say? Yeah, it's uh, lucky yet unlucky at the same time. Well, that's a first for us, and speaking of firsts, why don't we... Uh... Why don't we stick to that theme today, and we'll talk about your first Dungeons & Dragons experience. That sounds and we like have a winning the, idea, Captain. We have the perfect guest for that, uh, Mr. Mr. Wallace. You have uh, recently played your very first Dungeons & Dragons game in quite some time. Yeah, I would say decades. I haven't played since I was in... Um... A little bit before junior high, I think, was my first first game. Now I haven't played in my first uh, five game. Then was with you, as a matter of fact. And what a game that was! The yeah. whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got introduced and to oh, her. Yes, everyone's everyone's favorite <laughs> comic book collecting dice hoarding little green bugger. Um, oh, you gotta love him. <laughs> love him or hate him, he's here to stay. <laughs> Absolutely. That is that. That's true. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll share mine first since um, I'm not a new player by any means. I've been playing steadily for the past 20 years uh, with brief vacations here and there, sabbaticals, if you will. Um, but I, I can say that ever since I discovered it, it's, it's been a lifelong passion of mine. And if you want to get technical, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons my entire life because we had the Dungeons & Dragons – Hex Maze Crawler for the ColecoVision, um, oh, wow. which was, in fact, a Dungeons & Dragons video game. Your character had no eyeball. He was an archer, and I remember running around, and as you went through the maze, it would reveal more of the map um, in various shades of manila folder yellow. Um, and there were blobs, dragons, and I don't know what the other one was. And it's like you had to go through these mazes, uh, get the axe to go through the forest, get the boat to go through the islands, and get two pieces of crown to complete the game. Um, and the dragons kind of looked like a uh, it's the Gen 2 mouse, fire mouse Pokemon. Whatever his final evolution is, that's what these dragons reminded me of. Uh, oh, wow. But uh, I remember one day uh, it was it was the summer of I think it was the summer of 2000. Um, a new kid came to the neighborhood and he you know he has he was the youngest of several siblings and one of his brothers had Dungeons and Dragons and he's like hey you guys want to play you know Dungeons and Dragons and I was like well, you know yeah I liked Magic the Gathering so you know we'll check out he's the one that taught me Magic the Gathering and he's like you know I've never seen someone pick up on it so quick he's like I have no doubt that you'll you'll uh, enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. So I looked through the box of pre-made characters and picked out the one that looked the most like Gandalf. And I went, this guy right here, what's his story? And he goes, you, you make his story. And I was like, well, okay, well, his name's Archimedes and he's a wizard. And, uh, you know, I was like, he trained under Merlin and he goes, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Go nuts with it, kid. And, uh, 
the, the rest is history. I mean, here, here I am today, but that's what, that's what got me into it was uh, we went from Yu-Gi-Oh cards to magic cards to Dungeons and Dragons to oh. hosting my own Dungeons and Dragons games. Um, See, I don't think I had a gateway um, for my experience, first experience. I think it was just uh, back then there was like um, the kids who knew, knew, you know, and um, there wasn't social media or, um, you know, a mass way of communicating, kind of like like you met your first just a kid and moved to the neighborhood. Yeah. And um, I just was hanging out with a friend and his older brother was playing it. And I just was intrigued because they looked like they were having a really good time. So I just was intrigued at what they were doing and just asked, could I watch it? I think from there, kind of like I wanted to play my, and that's when I played my first game was like, I want to sit in on the next one. They got me in and got me a character created. And it just, it was such a stretch of the imagination. And it, it was like, we were in this room together, but not really. Like we were just, you know, off to faraway places doing awesome things and, no, it's just it's a, it's amazing what the power of the mind um, will allow for, especially if you're in the same room with like-minded individuals and what you. And that's what Epic Tales is really all about: is finding like-minded individuals to share your stories with. That's why it's called Epic Tales. Um, be they be they factual, be they fictional, they're your stories to tell. Mister Cooper, how about you? What was your? Uh, did you have a gateway? Uh, yeah, uh, gateway. I I had a a recent experience with this, maybe about three um, three or so years ago. I'd actually never played in high school or junior high or anything like that. It's a it's kind of funny because a lot of my friends did, and they played Magic the Gathering, and I, I just never had any interest in that. Um, so that being said, um, I moved to a new area. Uh, cross country and didn't really know anyone my own age and I looked and went to a comic book store and they said hey we have this going on on uh, every other Thursday night you should come and check it out so I did and and I I started playing and I I got in with a pretty good crew and I mean we actually went through about three different books and I mean that's like meeting every other week so that was two years solid of every Thursday night having a game night uh, with the same people the same DM, and uh, there was this great camaraderie about it. Um, it that is a we that is a DMDers like, wet dream right oh, yeah. there. It's, it's the best. It, it was absolutely the best, and and you just look to constantly try to recreate that circumstance because it's like, all right, you got this guy, and he gets my jokes, and I get his jokes, and I already know what she's gonna do and what she's gonna cast, and I know how I'm gonna play, and it's it's one of those things that's just you get really excited about it. Oh yeah, it is definitely it is definitely I would describe it as an addiction. And it's funny because when I give dice to new players, they are in a little Ziploc baggie and I really do sometimes feel like a bit of a pusher man. Uh, you know, when I'm <laughs> delivering these dice, these shady especially with the quarantine, these shady meet you here, I'll throw them in your car and drive away kind of deals. Like, you know, if the if the <laughs> cops ever rolled up on us, <laughs> pun intended, um, we'd definitely be rolling some initiative and some persuasion checks, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, let's let's go into let's dive a little bit deeper. Uh picking a class. Um how 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 would you say that you picked your class, Mr. Cooper? I picked mine by what I wanted to role play 
And um, my first class, I, I thought it was going to be something that was cool, and it turned out not to be. Um, I wanted to pick something that would be opposite of what I would normally do. So I picked kind of a that was, stoic character. Uh, and that was really my question. <laughs> that was my question is, do you, do you reflect yourself into your character, or do you go full fantasy into something that you could never be? Um, yeah, that's that's well, what I wanted to do. So I, I picked a monk who was also a sailor who was, you know, a, a tough guy, man of few words. So so something like that. So I have never been accused of being a man of few words. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the boy. Wonderful. Mr. Ian Wallace. What was your uh, what was your first character or your most recent character, if you will? Um, he was uh, the class. Yes, class or, or the race. Class. Oh, class. Um, warlock. Warlock. That's How pretty you... advanced for a first character, too. Yeah, he was a hexblade warlock. Um, he's awesome. I, uh, I think I may have incorporated myself a bit into the character, but only as it related to what I might be facing logistically in the game. Like, I don't think. I see myself as someone who would go after, you know, trying to uh, duplicate magic and or I just don't think I have the um, the wherewithal to be like, even even if, you know, such a thing was um, something that we knew was real, I would probably not feel like it was something that I would be 100% into. But the wisdom of a wizard or, I mean, a warlock and what they know, the studying, they're using what they learn in order to make themselves more powerful – that I thought was very reminiscent of myself. So um, it just felt right as far as that part's concerned. And plus, like, of course, the magic end of it and being able to do cool stuff and cast spells and, um, you know, learning about that end of it. Because I don't know much about warlocks outside of the ones from comics and stuff like that and um, anime. Um, so, you know, I just thought maybe from a fantasy, I think Gandalf is probably the biggest warlock or wizard that I um, can remember of recent lore and, um, there have been a few in the past, but like I've always liked that kind of wise man knows what's coming and prepares himself for it kind of thing. So that's why I picked the warlock. Right. Well, uh, the cast come in three three very interesting flavors. Uh, as far as the, they all have a similar a similar spell casting style, and that's the wizard, warlock, and sorcerer. The wizard is described as uh, the tome. Uh, the warlock is, uh, you know, the pact, the magic is gifted to you, and the sorcerer is described as the dome, uh, where you just, you know, you know, you're born with this innate magical talent. Um, I myself, like I said, I picked it out of the box and I geared towards the wizard because I just, you know, I was like, okay, you know, he's an older guy, you know, it's like he looks cool. It's like I always liked wizards, and it just seemed right. Um, but when I was handed a blank sheet and told, here, fill this out, put whatever you want in there, and I went, it's blank. And he goes, yeah, and you're going to breathe life into this piece of paper. And I thought, bullshit, <laughs> breathing, breathing life into this piece of paper. And next thing you know, I'm sitting here and I'm scribbling, and I'm like, uh, what's what's you know what's the races? And he's like, think Lord of the Rings. I'm like, okay, what's them little dudes? The hobbits. I was like, what's a hobbit? And he goes, well, we can't use hobbits. He goes, but we do use kinders from Dragonlance. And uh, he goes, they're they're they borrow things. 
they steal things, but they think that they're borrowing them because, you know, kinder logic is everything belongs to everyone and they're obsessed with cherry tarts. So I just took this and ran with it and I played uh, a thief, which is um, he's actually my second fifth edition character. I redid him as Puck Sugarfoot, uh, the lovable bard. Um, but now I now that I look at it, I guess kind of Gurgi is kind of based off of this character too, but a goblin, um, just, you know, a kleptomaniac takes things just because they're there, doesn't even realize he's doing it, doesn't mean anything malicious by doing it. It's just, he does it to do it. Um, but I've, I've built, oh my gosh, I've built characters of all kinds. But what I do find myself straying away from is the strong character in the sense of high strength scores i don't play a lot of sword and board fighters um i I'm, i've never been one for up close combat uh i was a scrawny child my entire life i think it was after high school when i finally capped over 98 pounds um and i was used to talking my way out of situation i don't think i threw my first punch till i was in my 20s and i, I tell you what in, in my life i've thrown a total of two and, uh, and one was knocked, knocked someone to the floor on one. Uh, it, it was a tad embarrassing for both of us because I didn't, I didn't like mean to do it. Like it was at a party, and the situation kind of got the better of me. And it's like he was just, he was just egging me on just to see if I'd do it. And I think that's, I don't think I hit him that hard. I think it was just the shock of like he did it like i really didn't think he'd do it i thought he was just joking but uh yeah it it it, it escalated and i didn't handle it the uh, the best way and i'm not i'm not proud of that like i said i i like to use my words um but i do very much find myself gravitating especially in fifth edition towards the bards and warlocks uh spellcaster classes um I was just thinking about what you were saying and throwing punches and all that. And I was remembering in a comic store when I was, uh, man, eighth grade, something like that. And there's a whole bunch of kids around playing magic cards, right? And this one kid starts a fight with my friend. He's playing magic cards. I'm not. I'm just there. And the kid actually took a swing at me. And it's so <laughs> funny because I did a Matrix-style dodge out of the way. And then I, I proceeded to punch him in the face and throw him on the floor. So I'm just thinking our lives are very different, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes all kinds to make the world go round, but uh, you know what? That that the variety is the spice of life. Uh speaking of variety and the spice of life, this isn't really one where we're gonna have real world examples of new player characters. I guess the most relatable thing would be starting a new job or um that would really be it. Would what really about, be it. Uh, just you know. What about street? No, there's school too, and you know, even parenting. I think um, they're all adventures in their own right. And um, again, the, these are the, the the things we choose to have a break from some of these things. But the truth, I think, is that um, there's an adventure in anything, really. If you if you're looking for one, you know, and I think that's what d things like D and D and and, um, you know, fantasy, comics, stuff like that. I think that's what it teaches us is that, you know, that there's an adventure in anything and that, or that you can find adventure if you're looking for it or fantasy or mystery, you know, that, it, that it's, it's there. You just have to look for well, it. That, you know, that, then, that's a, that might be a case of me being, I don't want to say willfully blind, but I can't see the forest for the forest for the trees because I try very hard to separate 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons from reality because of it's very it's very easy to get lost in a hobby and something like Dungeons and Dragons it's very easy to go too far with that um i know that there's a lot of you know jokes and movies and you know the the whole satanic panic thing was like you know these people are dressing up and killing each other for real it's like these are rare cases of extremists and that's why i say that i am able to separate my hobby from my actual life, but it does very much so creep into my humor um, because I'm, I'm a heavy abuser of puns. Um, I, I love puns. Yeah. I think they're the greatest form of entertainment um, and, and, and wordplay. And I guess, you know what, it, here we go. We'll do this. This is what we'll do. Your real life class. What do you think your real life class is? I need to cover this briefly, uh, especially with people making their own podcasts and everything. I think there's a lot of real-life bards out there, but I do consider myself a real-life bard. Hmm. That's a deep question. I would consider, yeah. and I know a lot of people are vain. Um, I put up a poll a while back. I was like, what do you think your highest stat is? And a lot of people clicked charisma. And I know some of these people personally, and I'm like, most certainly not charisma is your highest <laughs> score because you know it's like i don't have the heart to tell you but uh, and if they're listening to this they they probably know who they are or they're so vain that they don't realize that they're a dick um <laughs> i don't think they mean to be and i don't think that they think they are and it's like they are a good person um but no i i i've never considered i've never considered strength anywhere near my high stat um i'm not the the smartest book smart person ever um you know reading i'm actually going to go in a different direction uh with this with the question that you posed um i'm going to ask you guys to tell me what you think my real life class would be because i'm not really that first on all of the classes and you guys both know me pretty well so if you don't mind i i would i would monk uh for some reason like a sage monk something along those lines with like a high wisdom and uh, sort of uh, thing along there because I, I tell everybody you're you're Master Splinter uh, in my book. <laughs> That's funny because I would I would go as far as to go in again into Bard, and I would dip all the way down into uh, Glamour Bard because from the day I saw Ian on camera on uh, Amalgamania's. Um, um, show and tell I was like he just has this larger than life presence and I've had the fortune to meet Mr. Wallace in person and on the way to meet him I was fanboying so hard on the way over to his house and I meet him I give him his you know first set of dice in a long time or very well may have been your first set of dice that you ever got to keep yeah and, that were mine yeah those were my first set the and, blue ones yeah he just completely humbled me right back down to it's like he's a normal person. I assume puts his pants on one leg at a time unless he just jumps up every morning right into him, <laughs> you know. And it's like, what he, are you doing? And the bumps on the head stop. Yeah, he's like, here's 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 this normal guy who was as excited about these little plastic number rocks as I was to meet this person, who I considered. Um, you know, a bit of a celebrity, so to speak, or, you know, I, I looked up to him because it was like, here he is living this dream of doing this show and tell. And it's like, now, now I get to go meet this person. And it's like, 
it was almost like meeting a celebrity. It was really surreal. So I'd really say like Glamour Bard. You just have this larger than life uh, uh, presence. You know, you, you touch people in a way, uh, you know, just you inspire people. So, yeah, I'd say that Ian has the inspiring leader feet. I know we keep coming back to that feat, but I really do feel that, that that's that's his strong suit. But, yeah, I can see cross-class with Monk because he is, you know, wise, um, uh, very, very motivational. Okay. I like that. I think I'm going to try to compare those two and, and come up with a class of my own one time next time we play a game. I'm going to see if I can uh, merge the two. I like that. I like that a lot. I think those are some good traits. Definitely well, folk hero, you can take the folk hero background. We're going to build Ian in Dungeons and Dragons next next week. <laughs> the boy, the boy wonderful. The boy wonderful will be the class. Um, no, I no, think. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I want to create my own class. Let's see. Let's, see, let's, let's go. Let's do it. I think I think the sage background with the inspiring leader feet, human variant, so he'll get the feet right out of the gate, um, putting his bonuses in wisdom and charisma, and then he will take aspects from the monk's wisdom abilities as well as the bard's charisma powers. So I am legit going to do up this character sheet, uh, custom character sheet. I'll get some pictures of uh, one of Ian, the person, and one of... Uh, the boy wonderful the man the myth the legend and uh i will upload those i will send them to you for approval first and then i will upload those to both epic tales and amalgamania um so if if our listeners if our listeners would like to uh have us clash your ass um send us a message (laughs) hashtag clash your ass i think i think you guys should make that an actual part of your job Blast that ass, because we don't <laughs> <laughs> do it for different members that want you to and give them their own class, because that's a very interesting thing. Like, especially for some of your more uh, frequent gamers, I'm sure they would love to know, because I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm in awe of some of the things that I, I have obviously projected uh, in some time, but I'm sure um, some of the listeners would love to call up and be classed by uh, a, a dungeon master and his first mate. I think that'd be kind of awesome, so Maybe that's a certain dungeon master and and Mr. Cooper is quickly becoming dungeon apprentice, and I fear that the the student may someday surpass the master. Um, well, Coop does that. <laughs> Coop does that. Coop does that. He comes in smiling, all humble. Next thing you know, he's the vice president of your group. Yep, uh, Mr. Cooper. But so that we don't outshine you here, what what class would you give yourself? Hold that thought, Captain. We're headed towards a random encounter. may need to take a deck save. Uh, we're being attacked by a crew of gillmen off the uh, starboard side of the ship. We have uh, some scaly-skinned uh, gill, fish-like race people uh, brandishing tridents. How are we going to take them down? Tridents. Right. Well, our cannons still haven't been repaired, and I dare not spoil any of the rum. Yeah, I think, um, so... I think Sharkbait was working on those cannons still, Captain. I do believe that that would be a job for our gunner, whose name escapes me at the moment because he is relatively new to the crew. Um, gunner Hanson. <laughs> gunner Mick Hanson. All right. Well, I'm going to grab our uh, reserve barrel of salt that where you were using to preserve our meats, and let's see how they like a little extra salt in their water. Hmm. Rolling the barrel towards them, knocks them off the okay. deck of the ship. 
uh, and it looks like we are clear. All right, nice. yet, a, yet, another, yet another gift returns to the sea. All right, victory, All right. victory is ours. Award yourselves five experience points. Nice. Nice. Could always use five extra experience points. All right. Well, before we were so rudely interrupted by the Gilman, <laughs> you were going to tell us yeah, what, what kind class... of shit is that? You just roll up and attack us in the middle of a podcast? It, it, you well, know what? It, it seems to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's some big target on our back. It actually has its own theme. <laughs> it happens so often. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, the eight inch the eight inch alchemist. I mean, eight bit alchemist was kind enough to uh, lend some of his. He's taller knowledge. than that. I've seen him in real life. <laughs> yeah, I thought like you seen his plank. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not pick on the man's shortcomings. <laughs> oh no, actually, uh, Tim's really tall. He's and like he's, he's like he's like six one. Whew. Yeah, it's, it's really tall. <laughs> yeah, when I met him, I didn't expect what he was. For some reason, I always imagine him shorter than the other yeah. retro guys, but he's like the tallest one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think where Greg is. Him and Greg are like the same height. Yeah, we were, we were this lucky crap. enough to have him on uh, one of our episodes, and he actually helped us character build uh, Willow. Who, uh, who, um, and, um, yeah. um yeah. Tim? Yep. Yeah, he's a he was, t- Tim Kukorian, he, he was our very first guest. Um, which we're really starting to get quite the uh, the star power here. Um, shout out, matter of fact, shout out to all our retro guys over at Retro with Octopus, um, a podcast. If you guys aren't tuned in, that's um, powered by the Dorkening Network. Definitely check out our guys, Retro with Octopus. They uh, they have an awesome podcast, and they're great guys, and they um, celebrate you know pretty much anything that was awesome growing up in the '80s. So if you get a chance. Yes, actually, while while the code is no longer valid on Retroid Octopus for the two-meet winner, the the winner has already found that that code, Um, but you can still find it for your very own and collect the remaining four, and you too could win a uh, sampler pack of Mystical Meats. Mythical Meats. Mythical Meats. I keep saying mystical because the phone auto-corrects it every time. Um, <laughs> they, have, they have such great flavors as the Basculus, the Kraken, the Pegasus, the Phoenix, the Unicorn. Um, you said that there's we, we have hit- a, um, a mix pack that you can get for $24.99 that has all of them in it, doesn't it? Yes, you can you can get 12 of one flavor or you can get the variety pack to find out which one is your favorite. I highly recommend the Basilisk. Um, it is a – I believe that's one of the – I've eaten the whole stick and the wrapper since long gone. But I do believe that that was one of the alligator flavors and has a delicious brown sugar aftertaste. Uh, the Dragon is the other alligator, and it is a uh, – it's a pretty hot, hot – bite um and i do believe that that is the personal favorite or crowd favorite on um mythical meats but uh they're also the sponsor of this week's well this giveaway actually we're doing um was was sponsored completely by mythical meats um they're a great company um right out of camp hill pa yeah make sure you send me their uh, contact information i'm definitely going to get that uh, variety pack. i I, I definitely want to know what kraken tastes like 
<laughs> Kraken was the duck, the duck jerky with uh, maple. Duck Ooh. maple. All about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait to try these. I really can't. It sounds amazing. An alligator. I've actually only tried alligator once, and I, I think and this is going to be buy, an experience. If you buy two, buy one for yourself and one for a friend. It is free two day shipping, and I'm telling you what, man, they got here lightning fast. I sent the email. Hey, you know, let's work together. And they were like, "We love what you're doing. We're going to send you some stuff." And I was like, "Game on. We we got it." So. Uh, We'll skip down here to uh, selecting a race. Selecting a race for your fantasy uh, um, character. Now, there's there's tons, all the fantasy races that you're thinking of, and, and many more that you've probably never heard of and didn't even think were playable. Um, but, of course, you've got your, you know, uh, for the Lord of the Rings fan, that's the best way I can get new players into Dungeons & Dragons is to relate it to Lord of the Rings for them and once I've got them on the hook, I reel them in deeper and deeper uh, into the depths of the dungeon where we go a little bit, we dig a little bit more in depth to the sub races. So you've got your elves, your dwarfs, your halflings, your gnomes. Then you get to some of the more bizarre dragonborn, uh, which are not to be confused with half dragons. They are dragon-like humanoids. Um, you've got your tieflings, which are the demonic humanoids. Um, a lot of DMs ban the bird races because of the flight thing, but I think if you just either accept that they can fly or limit their ability to fly, clip their wings, so to speak, uh, you can add the uh, Aarakrokra and the Kinkus, um, which Kinkus have already had their wings clipped. Uh, then you get into some of the goblinoid playable races, uh, the hobgoblins, the goblins, the bugbears. Uh, tune into last week's episode if you want to check out all about our little green buddies. Um, I, but again, I it's played with someone who played as um, one of the bird race. Uh, he was the you said the Tengu or that that one Kinku. They're Kinku, yeah Kinku. They're they're the Raven people, and they've been cursed. They've had their wings clipped, and they cannot speak. They can only mimic what they've heard before, but they mimic it perfectly. Yeah. So you could just imagine the role play of one minute you're Macho Man Randy Savage, and the next minute you're. Um, Ron Perlman and then Little Orphan Annie. You know, you're just jumping all over the place. <laughs> things that you've heard, stringing sentences together. Um, yeah, which is you know, it's probably. I, um, I enjoyed that experience playing with him because it it opened up a lot of possibilities for uh, role play. That's the thing. It is a role playing game. Now that means that you are rolling dice and playing a game, but you are also playing a role. Um, as well so it's like you got to find the balance in there you don't want it to be you don't want it to be too terribly one-sided where the whole game is just fight 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 kill 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 um you know parlay is always always worth investigating it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the course you want to go and certainly you can't parlay with uh the gelatinous cube uh Durgi found that out the hard way may they rest <laughs> they sure did May they rest his little broken body. Um, I think um, in my experience, and as little as it's been, um, I can say that it's it's kind of awesome when 
you know, there's actually stuff to do outside of battle. Like there's a quest and then there's choices for you to make. There's, you know, because that's how it is in real life. You know, there's sometimes where you got to fight, sometimes where you got to defend, sometimes where you got to protect what you have. But mostly life is just this journey where we're navigating and using yeah. whatever yeah. we have in order to kind of progress. And that's, you know, there's it's skills. Good to have something reminiscent of that. There's skills on that sheet for a reason. They wouldn't have just put them on there to make it. Excuse me. So exactly. make it. You know, they they rounded out six stat abilities and it looked pretty. Um, it, it was, speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off topic here for just a moment. Um, we'll come back to feats after after we let our players know what's going on here. So you you've heard us talk a lot of terms, and you're probably curious how do I begin my epic adventure into the wonderful world of Dungeons and Dragons and other RPGs? Well, the Dice Man has the answer for you. Head on over to our Amalgamania store where you can pick up your very own Ace Diceman New Player Guide. The New Player Guide comes with two blank character sheets that are aimed towards new players, um, as well as your very own set of dice. Um, a mechanical pencil so that you can fill out that blank character sheet, as well as a dice guide and your abilities explained by tomatoes. Uh, a fine example of that is the uh, strength score being described, the ability to crush a tomato, the intelligence knowing that a tomato is a fruit, not a vegetable, and charisma is being able to sell a fruit-based, a, a fruit, a tomato-based fruit salad. <laughs> Wow, that's kind of awesome. As well as we will tell you on each chart what each of the shaped math rocks means. The D20 being the most popular and the D4 being the most hated because forget my feet. <laughs> Talk about a real world weapon. If you want to see what a real world four points of damage feels like, take your shoe off and chomp down on a, on a, D, a, four, a four-sided die. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That'll give you dental work. We'll get a we'll get a link to that um in the description, and we'll also link those on both Amalgamania and Epic Tales, um as that is a joint venture between the two groups. Um, feats, 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 feats. Everyone has two, unless for some reason you don't. And we apologize. We do not aim to offend anyone. <laughs> um, real life feats. We gave. We gave Ian Wallace the inspiring leader feat because that is exactly what he is. He is an inspiring leader, and I am proud to call both of you gentlemen friends. Um, I, I, I've come, I've come to care for you both. Uh, all the amalgamaniacs and goblinoids of Epic Tales, I've come to care for in one way or another. Um, and that's the great thing about these role playing games is they they really do bring you together. They form a bond of brotherhood or sisterhood or you know just gamerhood, if you will. Um, and so and these friendships a without traveling pants. Uh, yes, indeed. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're playing now in quarantine and the camera only gets you from the waist up, you can definitely travel without pants. Um, but feats. Uh, so we gave Ian Wallace the inspiring leader feat. Ian, would you like to give Justin? Uh, well, you probably don't know feats. That was a. That well, was I my can fault. I can kind of explain one and then see if uh, maybe you yeah. guys can tell me which one would. Do you think? 
Yeah, you give me a defining trait or feat you think Justin Cooper might have, and I will find its equivalent in my handy-dandy player scroll book here. All right, I got I got it off the top of my head. Justin Cooper is probably one of the most adaptive human beings I've ever met. Uh, Coop is, um, he's the kind of guy where it doesn't matter what's going on or what's going to happen next. He's ready for it. Um, I don't think he sweats. I really don't think he sweats. I'm, I'm sure he has his own, you know, whether he believes in what he's going to do next. I'm sure we all go through that, but uh, I'm sure he has his own issues with that, you know, personally. But as far as like, from my perspective, from what I've known of him for the last uh, several years, Coop um, is rarely unprepared or not ready for something. Because if he doesn't have a plan in hand, um, he's very impromptu to find one and a solution. And it's just, it's an amazing quality and something that I've grown to actually rely as not only a friend, but um, an associate in the business that we, we run together. Um, and it's just an amazing thing to see, you know, someone that can, you know, uh, take the hit to kind of running and, and not miss a step. And I just, I have never seen him off kilter. I've never seen him flustered or what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? I just, it's, I've never seen him. Coop is the ultimate cool when it comes to that. And I, I would love to know, uh, what class um, best accentuates that because he's always ready for whatever. We have we have two. We have the alert feet, which is always on the lookout for danger, and you gain the polymer benefits. Plus five to initiative. You can't be surprised while you're conscience, conscious. Yeah, and other cool. creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen by you. That or cool. we have resilient feet, one ability score, and you gain the following benefits. Increase the chosen ability score by one to a maximum of 20. You gain proficiency in saving, saving throws of the chosen ability. Huh, interesting. I, I think the first one. I think the first one would probably be my best adaptation in Coop. Like he's just, like I said, he's just always ready. I don't see anybody taking him by surprise ever. Um, he's just, it's, he's very Bruce Wayne. He is very Bruce Wayne. He's always got some type of plan. And if not, if it's just a random encounter or something that's just going on in the moment, he's his head, you know, you can look to Coop for a cool head. Like I've lost my cool in situations where I'm like losing it and don't know what to do. And, and Coop just held it together, like all of it. He just held it together, and that's a, an amazing quality to have. So I would definitely equate the first one to him. I found a feat that I would pick for myself, but I'm going to let Mr. Cooper come full circle and feat me. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the uh, as proficient with feats, so I'll have to consult the old book. Let's see. Uh, is Shameless a feat? <laughs> Right, <laughs> I think we all have that one in space. Yeah, um, I mean, entertainer for for sure, like something at or around there. Um, there's definitely okay a uh, theatricality about you that I would. Say. That's the one that I. That's the one I was looking at. Actor, yeah, skilled at mimicry and dramatics. You gain the following benefits: increase your charisma score by one point to a maximum of twenty. You have advantage on charisma deceptions and charisma performance checks. When trying to pass yourself off as a different person, <laughs> I can't read that without laughing. Now. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to think that that's pretty on the nose. 
You can mimic the speech of another person or have sounds made by another creature. You must have heard the person speaking or heard the creature make a sound for at least one minute. A successful wisdom insight check contested by your charisma deception allows the listener to determine the f- that the effect is faked. Yeah, I like to get on the CB at work and pretend I'm the macho man Randy Savage, especially when I'm eating my mythical meats, uh, you know, uh, not Slim Jims. They're uh, stick snack steak jerk exotic game jerky stick snacks there you go there you go all right but uh yeah i i do enjoy the uh machismo of the old macho man uh it, it got so bad the one night i got some macho man sunglasses in the mail and i proceeded to walk around the house uh uh flexing and asking Kara <laughs> to hand me things various things in the macho man randy savage voice let me move the microphone away from my face just a little bit here um and uh, I'm trying to think what the what was the one. Uh, oh, we were having coffee, and you remember the the cream of the crop, where he's pulling the little creamers out of his wristband and throwing them at the announcer. And uh, oh, wow. Tara, I said, "Hey, Tara, would you like a little cream in your coffee?" <laughs> it's, the, it's the Macho Man Andy Savage. He's bringing you the cream. How did that go over? <laughs> <laughs> did you end well, up with I, a cup of coffee? Or? Yeah, I did end up with a cup of coffee. I see Hot coffee. Hot <laughs> coffee mod. All right, so we've we've done our we've we've revealed the, the the buried treasure, but we won't draw you a complete map just yet. And in case you missed it last week, the epic tales code you will not find on the page. You have to tune in here to hear it. That code is diced. So that will be uh, first first person to get those. And this one, uh, because we, we, we post these on Thursdays, so it, it'll be a day or two before they have a chance at this code. But feel free to find the other ones. They are on Amalgamania. They are on Neverland Games. Uh, Retroid Octopus has already been found, but you can find it and count it towards the total of five. Mr. Cooper? Yeah. Retro Ridd Octopus. Thank you. As well as Throwdown Thursdays, which code was posted today, um, and we do have a clue for that one. Look for the unicorn. Ooh. The code will be nearby. Um, I just caught uh, one of their later episodes all about Hank Scorpio. Uh, that was a great one. So uh, check out that show when you get a chance. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Ahoy there, adventurers. Are you looking to set sail on an epic adventure of your very own and hoist your own colors? Well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make your very own podcast, and it's free. There's a variety of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your very own podcast right from your computer, and Anchor will even publish your podcast for you, making it available on other apps such as Spotify, iTunes, you can even extract the files and upload them to YouTube. So I think I think we're getting close to port here, and we are going to drop Mr. Wallace off so that he may get back to his uh, daily duties. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Wallace, and uh, we, we, we appreciate everything that you have done 
that you are doing and that you will most likely do in the future. And uh, should it all should it all come to a grinding halt um, as far as, you know, if people just lose interest in what we're doing, um, which we hope you don't, we hope we do this for you. If even one fool is crazy enough to follow us, we'll keep, we'll keep singing you these songs and telling you these tales, but I, for one, will always value your friendship. I appreciate that Jensen. Um, you know, uh, just thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm so proud to be a, a guest on, on your cast and I can't wait to do it again. I um, had a great time. You guys brought back some awesome memories. And I learned a little bit about myself, so it's kind of awesome. Um, and I hope the, I hope the next time you guys... Self-discovery is the quest that never ends. Um, Agreed. But before you go, you do have some very interesting hidden treasures of your own. So if you want to win not just Epic Tales prizes, head on over to Amalgamania and check out Ian Wallace and his amazing show and tell, where you show him your booty and he'll show you his. I mean, you show us some stuff. That's, some stuff. that's actually or, happened a couple of times. So yes, uh, you show us your stuff, and we'll, you show us your stuff, and we'll give you some stuff. Real stuff, not not stuff stuff. Uh, right. Comic book, action figures, collectibles, all kinds of good stuff. It's always a good time. Yes. All right, so gentlemen, as the sun sets below the waves, I must say adieu, and with that. It's that time again, heroes. We're going to take a long rest. We'll see you on the next quest. Good night, Mr. Cooper. Good night, Mr. Wallace. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Thank you, Captain. (laughs) Thanks, Captain. As for the rest of you, be kind to yourself and each other. Good luck. Happy gaming. Gerky here with a very special discount code from Mythical Meats. Use code NEILBOG15 for a very special 15% off one order.